Hey, you guys are hanging out with Justin Dotson, your favorite mental health expert, hanging out with me at Esco with the Verbally Effective Podcast. Always remember to take care of yourselves, get good rest, exercise, and just be happy and healthy because you get to live this life with you and get some rest, people. Verbally Effective, episode 50, your double E, Ina Esco here. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. We're kicking off 2019 with episode 50. Be sure to download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and of course, check out those visuals on YouTube on the Ina Esco channel. And today I have with me Mr. Kenneth Worlds. He is the president of 3i Creative Communications. What's up, Kenneth? What's going on? What's How going on? How you doing? I'm good. I'm blessed and highly favored. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're here today because, you know, I've been following you on social media for quite some time and you do so much work. I want to say like um, creatively uh, with the logos, the branding, the messaging on the political side. But what I did not know about you that my producers and I kind of introduced me to was your successful planning side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 dabble in some other areas outside of politics. So um, and, and the success plan is one of my babies. So mm-hmm. I'm really proud of that and the growth it's had over the f- past few years and um, what it on schedule to do in the future. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. So, you know, top of the year, everybody like new year, new me, yeah, you yeah. know, you hear some of the coin phrases a lot. And I really don't make like new year's resolutions because I guess I've been there, done that, tried it. I guess in my opinion, if I have a goal, I'm just going to keep going at it. So tell me about how your successful planning works and how it helps others. Okay. Yeah. So I think the foundation of it came with me working for my company. And during that time I was working on the business plan for my company. And you know, if you had experience doing a business plan, that's a lot of work, it's a lot of details. It's very stressful. Um, and you have to plan year one to year five, all these details that need to be implemented over the next couple of years without any knowledge of how that's going to happen. But as business owners and entrepreneurs, we take a lot of time to make sure their business plan is perfect. But I had never seen anything like that for a personal life, your your personal health, your um, relationships and your uh, career goals and your education. And it, And I was thinking, you know, if someone had created a business plan model for your personal life, um, we could see some 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 crazy changes in the types of things that we celebrate at the end of the year. So that's what that's what it was started from. Um, it's detailed. We we like you said the New Year's resolution is hey I'm gonna stop eating <laughs> this and all that type of stuff. But um you know it's about making smart goals. Is mm-hmm. hey I want to have a thousand dollars saved. Um, at the end of the year, okay, what does that look like? That's mm-hmm. how much is a thousand dollars each month? Okay, how much is that each paycheck? Mm-hmm. And if you take a little bit out each paycheck, you'll have it at the end rather than just magically having a thousand dollars at the end of the year. But breaking that down and seeing that, okay, it's um, you know eighty three dollars a paycheck. Do I have that in my budget? Oh, I didn't even have a budget, so I need to create a budget. And you start growing in other aspects of your life just because of one goal that you had set. So um, we wanted to create a plan that allowed you to do all of that. So um, it has a book list each year, um, calendar. We we implemented a account partner um, holding each other accountable. Um, it's a lot to it. So it's, it's really... I don't know. I'm ex- I I love it. I know a lot of people that it helps. Every year I get calls before it come out like please tell me you you bringing it out again because it did so much for me the year before. Um and yeah, we're just going to keep it going. Um I'm this year we've had so many people download it. Um So does it change from year to year? Some aspects do. Mm-hmm. Um I know for sure the book list change every year. Mm-hmm. Um 
But over the last two years, it haven't done much because people really enjoyed the last one. Um, at the end of the day, you can use the elements over and over, um, but having that fresh book with everything laid out for you for that new year, um, just put your mind in the right space. Um, so, and, and the ideas we have for 2020 is already in place because what we see is people love this book for planning, but they only pull it out each quarter to make sure that they're on track. They on track. Um, so what we want to do in the future is make sure that you keep it on you at all times. So okay. that's what we're working on uh, now. But so far, I'm really happy with the success of the book. Um, people all over the world have downloaded, which mm-hmm. is crazy um, because I don't know people all over the world. <laughs> they know you. <laughs> it, it, clearly. Um, <laughs> it's fun going to events in other places and people recognize my name from my business card. I'm like, hey, you didn't wouldn't happen to have a planner, would you? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, man, I downloaded it. My mm-hmm. cousin was telling me about this. So I went and checked it out last year. That was real dope. I'm like, never seen you a day in my life. And mm-hmm. it's just cool that it's helping people. So so do you go out and promote um, often? No. You no. don't even have to do that. No, so it's Because what I've learned is people like helping people. So if you find something that's really helping you in your life, you have family and friends that you want to see thrive and be successful too. So it's nothing for you to, hey, you may want to check this out. Or don't worry about it. I got you for Christmas and now I'll print it out for you. But I think we should work together on doing some stuff like this. So it's word of mouth. Um, I have a friend in New York that recently sent me uh, an IG video of somebody else in New York promoting the book. On, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's crazy I don't know who that person is you know so that's awesome it's, it's great watching um, and mm-hmm. and people call me and ask me for tips and stuff all the time so I'm an open book obviously mm-hmm. I talk all day um, but it's it's fun so I'm I'm excited for it and what is where it's going and what we've accomplished in these last uh, three years have you always been a planner yeah I'm, always you had to plan it out huh yeah, I'm the real logical friend <laughs> that I need to know every detail mm-hmm. to make my decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I love planning. I do it all day. And as a business owner, you have to. Um, mm-hmm. You have to plan, you know, your month goals, your year goals, the the goals for each employee, yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it takes time and it takes uh, concentration, so. Yeah. Got to be done to be successful. Yeah, because not everybody you meet are planners. Like no. Maybe one or two out the bunch, maybe. Do you get irritated with, like, those friends that are not planners? Like, when you try to get them, like, you dude, you just told me this last month. I thought we talked about this. Yeah. Like. No, I mean, you know what I've learned over time is people plan for what they want to plan for. Mm-hmm. Um, They may not be a planner when it comes to their career. But they're real strategic about what alcohol they they Ooh, gonna drink they that night. For that, huh? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they're real strategic about which um, young lady or young man they're gonna talk to, mm. um, and how they gonna go on this date, and they're planning out every detail for the date. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just pick and choose what's the priorities of the you know. That's true. So um, my goal is to put all of those pieces into the book and allow you to be great on your own schedule on your own time and Mm -hmm. you don't have to have 12 goals that year you could just have one and that's one (laughs) i want to read one book this year that's great because you didn't read none last year so i'm proud of you and i think that's great and once we start yeah cheering people on for Mm -hmm. the the growth and not holding them to other people's standards we'll be in a great space that's true. Now, Mr. Worlds. Now, where? what part of Memphis are you from? I'm from North Memphis, you know, Valentine Evergreen. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up on Willette Street, North Willette. Um, I, I walk- know where that is. Yeah, yeah. I walked walked to Valentine Elementary and walked home and hung out at Magic Clippers Barbershop. Oh. Had to walk to school at Snowden, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you graduated from which high school? Central. Z High School. Oh, Z. Not any high school. Z High School. Look, yeah. Central. Okay. Now, I know that um, you attended MTSU. Yeah. How yeah. did you make that decision? You know, um, it was really simple. Um, I knew nothing about Murfreesboro or MTSU. 
But once I looked at the demographics of the school, it was the exact same as U of M, mm-hmm. just not at home. Mm-hmm. So that was it. I was like, okay, got some diversity. Um, it got a lot of activities. And I don't have to be under my parents. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up, most I, I don't know, most people that I hung with, everybody was ready to get, get out of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was easy for me to get out of the city, but not too far that if I needed to come back, uh, it would be a hassle. So mm-hmm. that, I made it because of that choice. And um, I, during that time, I was doing a lot of music, a lot of producing. And MTSU has one of the best recording industry programs in the mm-hmm. country. Um, so I wanted to be around that type of energy. So that was it. Okay, producing. So yeah, what, yeah. what type of production work have you done? You know, this this my area right here. What, what, who you been producing for? You What's know, going on? You know, nah, nah. I don't, I don't have big names, um, but I've done work with a lot of local artists in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so during that time, it was the Mac E's, it was the Lieutenant G's. Okay. It was, um, you know, the artists that was popping in the city, um, but everybody was still trying to get out. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I'd done some work. Uh, I was really good at what I was doing. I, it was work I loved doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you still do some production work? Not not necessarily. Um, I do it as a hobby just to get my mind off politics and, mm-hmm. and um, work and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. But for the most part, I'm just, a, I guess, an enthusiast of music, a mm-hmm. hip-hop head, and just support people that's still currently in the, in the business from a consulting standpoint. Okay. So when you were at MTSU your senior year, did you know what you wanted to do? You knew you was getting into politics. Where was your mind at? Well, unlike a lot of my friends, it took me forever to graduate college. What was forever? <laughs> What's forever? Yeah, like you a lot of people think I'm years, younger. Playing. Well, I had six years. Okay. Um, but it happens like I that was, I was Mr. Like Mr. Popular type person. I was involved in everything, Greek life. I was in organizations. I was trying to be on the scenes a lot, uh, traveling, road tripping around the state. Doing your thing. Man, I had a ball <laughs> in school. But I was messing up in school, uh, messing up in my classwork. Um, but by the time, I guess, the real senior year came and not the <laughs> the fourth year, yeah. <laughs> I, I had all, got kicked out of school. Uh, I was homeless. Um, oh, my. I, yeah, I went through a couple things in school but by that time you know you kind of learn what you need want to do when you have to pay for classes on your own yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. you know so I knew I wanted to do advertising I've always wanted to do marketing advertising um, but advertising was a little more creative than the marketing side based off of what the school provided mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to do advertising I got a degree in advertising and marketing okay um, I worked at an ad agency while I was in school uh, my senior year. So in my head, my path was already laid out, mm-hmm. uh, but I got laid off like a month before graduation. Wow. Yeah. Um, they lost a couple clients and that we were doing social media for, and I was doing the social media for clients. Um, so I was I, I had to take an L in that, that space. But I had taught myself graphic design during that same time. Mm-hmm. So... I figured I'd just hustle graph flyers and party flyers. And you call with the graphics, too. And, you yeah. know, that's you a blessing because yes. it's hard to do that stuff. Like, I don't know no no real skills in the software, like no names. I, it's really hard for me to teach other people how to do it. Mm-hmm. But I just, I'm just really good with, with colors, um, with things that work, and for, you know, things that evoke emotion. So, mm-hmm. That's that's what I, I I know that's a strength that didn't come with like class work or teaching. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm blessed to have that. But yeah, so I, I taught myself design and I hustled uh, after college until I was able to get a job back in uh, Memphis. I was in Atlanta looking for an advertising job, but mm-hmm. I got a call from uh, the late Bernell Smith, yes. and uh, he was like, he wanted me to do digital work. Uh, for Tri-State Defender. Mm-hmm. So I packed my bags and came back home. Um, 
manage the social media, the email marketing, um, that app, did some graphic work for them, billboards and things. So I was in my groove. Then right. I was, but I wanted more. You wanted more. So I jumped out on my own with their blessing mm-hmm. and their support and did my own freelance thing okay. and built my name in the city from that space. Doing the graphics work. Doing graphics. So I'm point. small businesses, mm-hmm. nonprofit, still parties, things of that nature. Uh, a lot of people were calling me for work. And then I started getting calls for political campaigns based off of the work I was doing with, like, okay. parties and stuff. Um, like, that first political campaign call went like what? And how did you respond? I'm trying to think of the first one, actually, because mm-hmm. there was so many going on at the same time. I, I want to say it was um, that race against Steve Cohen. Mm. It could have been that race. He has quite a few. Man, it could have been that one. Uh, I remember the race with the first race. Tammy ran for city council, and yeah. Mikhail ran for city right. council, and uh, so they wanted you to to do all of the the branding or the the graphic design. Yeah, so piece we of did logos, okay. we did flyers, websites, mm-hmm. um, for their campaigns. And I loved every second of it. You were it. enjoying it with I something different, hooked. huh? Well, I had took political marketing. In college, uh-huh. d- during the 2012 um, campaign, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't get to do much work as far as political, but we talked about it a lot mm-hmm. and, and studied, like, the ads, the marketing that each campaign was, you know, pushing out. So I loved that as well, um, but when I got to do it myself— like that hands-on experience. Yeah, I was hooked because you 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 you're changing. You helping people get in office to change communities, mm-hmm. like the the policies that they enforce, the the narrative they push, the the issues that they they care about and uplift. Like that's gonna change your community, short term and long term. And behind the scenes, I get to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So um, I enjoyed it, and I um, wanted to focus a lot more on mission-driven work, uh, civic and advocacy work. Um, so that allowed me to look at more opportunities to focus on in that area. So really like your business evolved at that point, right? When you got into the political piece, it kind of grew your business yeah. to what it is today. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do more with the political stuff. Um, and then I, I happened to see... Tennessee get a new logo. Mm-hmm. So the state of Tennessee has, has the new logo from the, the circle with the three stars. They got the square with the TN in it. What you thought about that logo? And I was, I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but Boy. that didn't do, that wasn't the hit, hitter for me. It was, was they it? paid 46000 for it. For that thing right there. And at that point, I was like, all right, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> Let me call my mom. Hey, mom, I'm moving to D.C. And she was like, when? I'm like, in t- two weeks. And she was like, you don't even know nothing about D.C. And I'm Why like, you said I'm moving to D.C.? Because I want to be in politics. And if I was in politics doing, you know, design from a freelance standpoint, but I was seeing a company make 46000 off a logo, mm-hmm. I was doing something wrong. Okay. So the best way to learn the political game for me was to go to the headquarters. Mm-hmm. So I went to D.C. I didn't know what I was going to learn, okay. but I figured I need to be there. So what happened in D.C., Mr. Kenneth? I don't know. When you got to D.C., what, <laughs> what was going on? I spazzed out as soon as I touched ground. What? I was spooked. It was just too fast. I know it was different. It was fast. It was it was real fast. So I was spooked. Um, you were I, by yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I had an uncle. Mm-hmm. up there and that's who I moved in with um he one of the best blessings to get because DC cost of living is mm-hmm. <laughs> preposterous so I heard I heard listen it's not <laughs> your friend but you know I had a lot of work that I was doing in Memphis mm-hmm. and throughout Tennessee so I wasn't like struggling for a dollar so I figured so I, Memphis really prepared you for that move yeah, to DC yeah yeah 
but still, DC is so expensive. <laughs> like, you getting another job, man. So, right, you you, you got about three jobs in DC. But and, you was used to hustling, dog. Yeah. So you know, um, I worked. Um, side why I kept him kept keeping my business afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, jobs I hated, um, but taught me a lot. Um, then moved to different organizations, nonprofit sectors, and stuff like that, where I opened my brain about other issue areas in the world. Um, me thinking I was woke uh, from Memphis, only on a, a maybe a racial standpoint or economic standpoint, walking to these organizations that's focused on, on drug policy or Middle Eastern issues, and, mm-hmm. um, or you know tax issues and things of that nature that you wasn't even thinking about. It just it opened me up to a whole lot yeah. of stuff going on. Um, so I became much more progressive in my, my issues and my values. Um, but I don't know the relationships in DC, what I saw from the people, how they connected and worked with each other. It just lit up some type of fire, you know, um, it was beautiful. People, hey, we could work on these projects together. Mm-hmm. Um, we could make this money together. Um, just everybody with the synergy. It was it was so much in the city. Um, and just being in a space where you see people that look like you mm-hmm. and think like you, not scared to do good work and have fun. Right. Um, it was pretty different. In Memphis, I felt like it was a situation where people that club weren't the same people that was in politics mm-hmm. um, in Memphis. In D.C. It's both. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I can tell you. They getting it in. They get it in. Um, and and they, they know how to have fun okay. as well as work. You know, you know right. they, they're going to be out to 3 a.m., but they're going to be in the office at 8. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And they and they, I respected it, and I, and I enjoyed it, and I loved every second of D.C. But I knew I wanted to build the company at home. Memphis. Um, yeah. And How long were you in D.C.? Oh, three years. Okay. Yeah, three years. I, I When people when I left, people asked me what I was doing. I was saying going to school. And it was like, what school? And I was like, the school of hard knocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to, like, just be in the space and learn from, from the culture. Um, so I didn't expect to be there very long anyway. Um, so I, I was there for three years and soaked up everything and wanted to bring the knowledge back to Memphis. And make sure other designers and creatives didn't have to lead a city to get that information, you know. Right. Um, felt like it was a lack of mentorship. Everybody's protecting their throne here. In Memphis. Yeah, yeah. So they can't give you the game because they just got their spot, you know. Or they need their spot. So, mm-hmm. and I got it, but it wasn't helping, you know. We can't talk about the talent leaving, if we ain't going to talk about the, the leadership not having people under them or providing those resources. So mm-hmm. so when you got back, like, from D.C. Um, to Memphis, so were you, like, gung-ho and making a difference? Like, oh, I'm about to do A, B, C, D. No, no. No? Everybody else, <laughs> every, when everybody I hung with and knew, everybody was excited for me coming back home. And I'm like, Kenny, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to mm-hmm. do this. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm really going to stay behind the scenes okay. um, and just put my priorities all into my business. Um, I, I, before I left, I was on the scene. I was in all the organizations before I left. And the ROI of being involved wasn't wasn't uh, good at all. I, I was becoming popular in the city. But I was, you know, I wasn't making enough money to pay bills, mm. you know, and I don't, I don't think that I think that should be have a little more balance. If mm. building these relationships supposed to make sure you create some type of security, um, but it wasn't doing it, so I wanted to make sure the second time around that I played it a little safer, mm. um, pick my battles, pick when I go out, um, pick the relationships I'm a part of, and make sure my, my priorities, you know, my business, my family. Um, the things that that matter to me most so right so you kind of stay behind the scenes and really focused on 3i creative yeah. communication yeah same right now that's what i'm doing still so. doing still it still doing um i i like i have my circles that i'm a part of mm-hmm. and 
we kick it. I'm a homebody. We bought a house. Um, me and my fiance bought a house. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So I love being at the house. I mean, I haven't seen you at the weekend yet. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the weekend love. I haven't seen been you at, at, at Sage yet. And I went to Sage, though. Okay. I went to Sage. Uh, went for the one of the election night parties. Okay. Um, so I've been to Sage. I think it's a you know dope little spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm excited to see where they're gonna be in the next year or two. I am um, too. And the growth they're gonna have. But yeah. I I I test out spaces, but I don't. I grew up. I, I've been going to clubs since I was in high school, middle school. So yeah. Then when you got the taste of DC, came back to Memphis like shit. Listen, listen, if y'all ain't got no unlimited mimosas, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. So but no. Oh I, wow. I, DC made me bougie. Um, I see. Yeah, they made it made me real bougie. <clears throat> but you know, I I love the culture of Memphis. It's mm-hmm. we have our challenges here, but I'm I'm rocking it. You know, now with you being in the political realm and being a millennial, what types of changes are you seeing? I know you've probably noticed a big shift with your generation. Well, I think our generation. Have we? How have you? Here's my thing. I try to take a step back from a generational generational standpoint and say that every generation has some type of issue of their time that they fight really hard for, mm-hmm. and it's a shift, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I don't want to say, like, the millennials came and we just took it by the horns and changed the game when Gen X did the same and the baby boomers did the same. Well, I judge Gen X a little bit. But mm-hmm. for the most part, um, I think everybody have a big issue or two and they come in and they fight for it. I think we're going to see the same with Gen Z because they're a lot more aggressive than we are. And we are a lot more aggressive I, than X. So, yeah. it's you know, I, I love our generation. Uh, I think we have we still have ways to go because I, I know from my end of the spectrum, and I'm like in the middle of the generation, but we get, got to grow up on both sides of the spectrum. So... We use the phone book and encyclopedias as well as the internet, so we we kind of get a good taste of things similar to X got Generation X got to kind of listen to vinyl and tape and CDs. So it's I think politically millennials are are, are really fighting for they they seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing that. They they we we're fighting like fighting fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think. We're experiencing life at this time, so it's like mm-hmm. be a part of it, learn, grow, do you know, recognize that there's issues, learn about all the issues, and and when it's time to go fight, you fighting for everybody and not just your personal vendettas with society. You know, mm-hmm. you making sure everybody wins. So that's what we're going through right now, and I and I and I love every bit of it. That's what I'm doing. So. Mm-hmm. No complaints. Now tell me about 3i Creative Communications and some of the campaigns that you've assisted on and exactly what service did you provide for these campaigns? Yeah, yeah. So 3i Creative Communications is um, uh, a millennial-led, minority-led communications firm um, magnifying messages into movements. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we, I, I believe we try to do. We're mission-based Communication firm that supports political campaigns, government agencies, um, nonprofit and advocacy organizations, and um, corporate social impact events, things of that nature. Um, the three areas that we support in are design, public relation, and uh, digital marketing mm-hmm. um, outreach. So we're very popular for our design work that we've done in the past. Um, we're excited to be doing a lot more work in the digital space, social media space, advertising space. Um, and we're really popular for the political work that we've done, what we've done over the past two years. Um, we work with some big names locally, mm-hmm. um, with the n- newly elected mayor, um, uh, Mayor Lee Harris. We work with um, Tammy Sawyer. Tammy Sawyer. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Mikael Lowry, London Lamar. LLC, LLC. Yeah. Oh, I already know you worked with London, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I worked with, like, we helped candidates, like, eight candidates win in that August election. Wow. Yeah. Um, so do you think, like, the service that you provided for their campaigns was very instrumental in getting that message out here in the Memphis community? Because, like, those names you just mentioned, I mean, everybody's, like, so happy somebody's different in that yeah. position. Like, finally, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I'll be real. That's real confident of me to say that what I did, yeah, you know, made that happen. Um, I feel like at my organization, we support teams. We're partners. We want to be there to be the eyes and ears from a creative standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um to make sure you win. Um, but those issues that they fought for was them, um, how they got out there in those communities and touched the hands of, you know, and knocked on doors and ro- raised money. Like, that's them. So uh, we just want to magnify that message that you already have. Like, mm-hmm. we're not here to change the message. We're here to make sure more people see the good that you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we are a support role. I think um, we helped, and we was a part of the team, but it's a huge team. Um, and you need all the hands and feet to make that win. Uh, now, we were just blessed to be on those teams. Mm-hmm. So Now, as like an African-American male, what the type of business do you have? Do you um, have a diverse clientele? Yes, um, it's diverse, but when we're talking about certain areas, you know, um, we we tend to help a lot of minority candidates. Um, from a progressive lens, we we want to help build um, communities of color and help build low-income in, low areas. And so we find, help support those candidates that are uh, focused on doing better in those communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that candidate is uh, African-American, we're going to rock with that candidate. If that candidate is Asian, we're going to rock with that candidate. But it's more about um, the work they want to do in their community and what the, the vision they have in the future. So that's what we pride ourselves on, on those values. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't matter if your your race mm-hmm. is what you, you have in your heart and what you see for the people. Mm-hmm. So I know that you're expanding um, 3 I Creative Communications right now. You know, I know you got, you were walking in telling about you got a new employee. Yeah. So business is good. Yeah, business is great. Um, great, I mean. Business I'm sorry. Is, oh, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> um, And that's scary. Yes, yeah, a well good scary, as, yeah, though. Yeah, it is fun, and I and I love it. Um, I'm We're growing, and I, that's what I've always wanted. My entire life, I wanted to be a entrepreneur, business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, being in that space, looking at where I am right now, and how that's come to fruition, and mm-hmm. the people that we're helping, and mm-hmm. the people I'm helping as far as jobs, and yeah, you know, giving education to other upcoming entrepreneurs. You know, awesome. I. I I can't complain at all. So. I know, right? Now, I know that, you know, you work with a lot of the local candidates. You work mm-hmm. on a national level, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we work with candidates all over the country. Um, we help um, our biggest, most popular race at the moment is um, Congresswoman Maxine Waters. Hey. Uh, yeah, so we supported Auntie, Auntie. Um, on, on her last race. Which was fun. We did the branding for her her campaign. So if you saw her campaign logo, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because she was really popping, you know, <sighs> popping like that's an understatement. Kept fooling with Listen. Auntie, and she st- she just got more power recently. I know. So that's yeah. all he really did for her. Yeah. So I'm proud of the work we was able to do on that because that was one of our first national uh, mm-hmm. races we were able to support. Um, so I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. We work with a lot of. Uh, national PACs, political action committees, which um, is a blessing as well. And we work with races in New Jersey, New York, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, where else have we worked? Um, Texas, uh, Mississippi. Everywhere. Yeah, we're all over the place. And uh, I, 
I, I love it. And that's just on the political side. So when we're talking to nonprofit work that we do, we're working with big organizations all over the country, mm-hmm. uh, government agencies all over the country. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing because it's, you start to see that um, every, a lot of people have the same agenda. Basically, I, what three I mean to us. Um, everyone is trying to, you know, uh, ignite something or everybody's trying to improve something or impact something. Um, we just want to be the sidekick and making sh- and helping you do so, do that. So. so I see that you were selected as one of the black enterprise modern men. Yeah, I was real fancy when I saw that. I know that. you was. Yeah. You were. I read, yeah. I read it and... Um, I mean, how did it feel to get that type of award and that acknowledgement? You know, it was, again, growing up wanting to be a business owner, you look at magazines like that, you know. Mm, you, I love Black Enterprise. You read the Forbes and and Inc. And, but Black Enterprise is a part of that list. Is it, you know, that's it's on, us. It's us. That's our hierarchy. That's our Forbes. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's our business journal. So um, being recognized with with a, a, a 99 other men that's out here doing like crazy stuff um was just fulfilling and it let me know that I was on the right path um so I'm I'm telling you mm-hmm. I was walking around like I was mm-hmm. like I was did it for about a week did it <laughs> little did it yeah I was did it for a week um when it came out so now you know what one of the things that stuck out to me they asked you how do you prep for an important business meeting and or event and you said I have a four part prepping strategy research strategize rehearse pray or meditate it hasn't failed me yet is that still yeah listen I I had to do a home actually the 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 uh, app on the the um, Apple Watch mm-hmm. remind you to breathe. Do it, man! It's the best <laughs> app ever. Um, so I, I do it. Um, like you, you know those questions. I I read over them. I was walking around back and forth trying to answer them in my head on how oh I was going to say it. <laughs> oh my um, god! Obviously, none of the things that I said earlier today came out right now. So um, you're doing good. Well, I thank you. So, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely I'm a I'm a planner, um, mm-hmm. as much as I can. Um, it's better to be prepared for something and not have it than get it and not be prepared. So exactly. Now, um, you know, we've had politics has just been um, such a highlight um, this past year. Um, what do you think at a local level is the outlook for Memphis politics? and how it's going to affect your business. Well, I think Memphis politics is is always um evolving. Um we have newcomers in the in the game. A lot of newcomers you know, right now. Um with with fresh ideas and uh, creative approach to to make things happen in the city and that's that's something we should be celebrating, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and we have OGs in politics um, that have the the knowledge and experience to support that new, if those fresh ideas. Um, so we, for me, I think Memphis is in a good space of embracing both cultures um, and and not using it to clash, but embracing it and uh, coming together. Um, but I think politics in Memphis is going to be fun, especially this year because we got city council races coming up. Um, so I'm excited about the races. I know it's a lot of people running, um, city council, the mayor. It's, it's going to be crazy. Mm. Um, You're going to be busy. Uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe. Um, I just know I'm going to bring some popcorn. Okay. Um, regardless. Um, we Again, we want to make sure we're being um, real selective in the type of people we support mm-hmm. and making sure that if we jump in the race ourselves and help, um, we're we're doing what we feel is the best for the for our values as well as the people that we support. So, mm-hmm. now one thing I do know is that you love to travel. Yeah. How often do you take a trip throughout the year? Is it like Nah, I ain't, Mr. I, Planner. Is it all planned out? Yeah, it's a plan. Okay. So we don't travel like. 
every week or anything like that. Once a month. No, no, no. We ain't balling like that. No. Quarterly. Yeah, we get out here. Okay. <laughs> I narrowed it down. But, but we do plan. So, and people really think like we we traveling, like we got money or something like that. But it's really about planning. Mm-hmm. So, like last, oh, oh yeah, it's 2019. It's so, um, last February, January, um, we went to Paris. Mm. And um, that's oui, oui. yeah, that's where I proposed to my fiance. Really? Yeah. Where did you do it at in Paris? It's at the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower? Tower. What you mean? <laughs> of course. Um, but one, people thought that I had planned that engagement in Paris. No, I wanted to come back home to propose. Okay. Um, but Groupon had Paris for six hundred dollars. So, <laughs> what a deal! But they was like four <laughs> nights, flight, and hotel for six hundred dollars. And I called Jasmine and was like, "Hey, you trying to go to Paris or what?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Well, since we here, I might as well, you oh. know." But yeah, that was Groupon work. Um, and I didn't know we were scared. Like I had friends who was like, "Let me know how the flight go. Let me know what the hotels like." Was, was Man, good. perfect. It was mm-hmm. perfect. We, hotel was in big neighborhood, uh, the red light district. Mm-hmm. Um, the hotel, I mean, the flights were great. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was just beautiful um, for six hundred. And um, hey. so, like, when people ask me about <laughs> traveling, I'm like, yeah, in 2020, we probably going to China. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, China? I'm like, yeah, well, Groupon got it for six hundred, and all mm-hmm. I gotta do is just save up. Twenty dollars each paycheck for the year, and then buy the ticket in November, and I'm and I'm in China, and I ain't spend no money. Mm -hmm. Like I ain't, it didn't take me out of my budget or anything. It was some little chump change. Hell, I use one of those little apps, the little saving apps, Capital, to take up your change, and Mm -hmm. they pay for a a nice little quick trip. The planner. Hey, what are some of the favorite places you've been? Man, I don't know. I'm DC. Look, man, DC gonna get you back. Listen, you gonna oh, be back in oh, DC. I I got too much work to do in the city, but I don't mind going back. It's one of the places where, like, I know I'm I'm trying to build a family and um, build a company. I want I want to do that in Memphis. Um, now, eventually, when we're expanding the company, obviously, there's gonna be back in DC uh, when. If we have kids or, you know, when yeah. they're old enough to handle a D.C. lifestyle, D.C. may be a space. But we've been looking at, you know, um, Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. Uh, you know, we, We're looking at a lot of places. Like, we some travelers. We could go. Um, so. Look on your eye watch. Um, did so you I, breathe? Did you breathe? <laughs> looking at telling me to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, nah, so I, you know. But look, I, I want to come to the wedding in Greece. In yeah, Santorini. Yeah, so because I just know about Santorini because Rick Ross. That's what I was. <laughs> you too. Yeah. So I never heard of it until Rick Ross song. Exactly. Um, but again, Groupon. Groupon had the six hundred for the. No, nah, no, nah, they had six hundred for Greece. Okay. They had eleven hundred for Greece. Oh, that sounds good too, Man, though. But it was like eight days in Greece, Ooh, three cities la, la. for eleven hundred dollars. Mm. So I was, so we were planning our wedding. We were looking at some big numbers because we want to have everybody here. Uh, both of us are Greek affiliated, so that's a thousand people um, at the at the wedding. Then I wanted an open bar, so that's a gazillion dollars um, for that. Um, but then, I, you know, we started to think it's like, it's supposed to be for us. Um, we love all those people, but they ain't going to be in in our marriage council means. And mm. When we arguing, they're not going to be there. So right. we want to make sure that we prioritizing ourselves in the marriage. And we get that from a lot of older people that's uh, been married for a longer time. And it's like, hey, focus on y'all. Don't go in debt. Don't struggle, even if you don't have going debt. Don't even struggle for this situation because that that's not the the, the thing that's gonna matter. Um, so you know, 
I don't know why I'm famous right now. <laughs> like 30 different people. Yo, your, 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 your watch popping over there. Which is crazy because I thought your watch cut off when your phone cut off. Um, I didn't obviously get the memo. I don't know how to work it. I just got it for a birthday gift. Okay. Um, so I'm still trying to press things. I, if I throw it out the door, no, don't judge No, you don't have me. to throw it out there. Um, I, I know what it is. But, yeah, so um, we decided on Greece much cheaper, and it's going to be the wedding and the honeymoon. Um, we're not using the the, the Groupon package <laughs> for it, um, but it's going to be beautiful. Um, we get married on, like, one of those cliffs overlooking the, the ocean and stuff. Yeah, we're going to videotape that and bring it back home. Yeah. So if you can't come, you at least you can watch social. it. You could go live on Facebook. <laughs> you know, somebody asked me to do that, and I was like, <laughs> I don't mind if the, the quality of the Facebook Live video mm-hmm. would be really dope. Like if they had some music in the background or, mm-hmm. you know, if it had some angles to it or something, <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to that because I understand, like, this one of those, like, s- certain people can't come that we will really want to come and we will want them to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, it's not like it's local. Like if it was at a church in Memphis, no, nah, you got you got to be here for this, you know. Okay. But I ain't opposed, but I don't think we're going to do it. Um you might not do it. Somebody, man, man. somebody. You know how somebody people, man. Live, honey. Everybody gonna be live. My, uh, Jasmine didn't want people to bring their phones. Really? Nah, she was one of those people that wanted mm-hmm. to be real intimate, um, mm-hmm. and making sure that the people in the space is there for her and mm-hmm. the relationship, and um, not focused on other outside uh, attention and stuff. So. So you said both of you are Greek. What what uh, fraternity and sorority? I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. I know it. That's why we click. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, she's a member of Delta Sigma Theta. Okay. Um, but yeah, we 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 got a lot of brothers and sisters. So I know we, they're in the wedding. They're the, uh, the the wedding party is thick. No, nah, nobody ain't going to Greece with us. They don't like us that much. Yes, they do. <laughs> I know no. some of your live brothers hey, and her live sisters they, are they, down. Listen, you know how it is when you're planning the trip. Everybody down in the beginning. Oh, it's And then it just sprinkled down. <laughs> I was uh, just on the little group right uh, yesterday, and I was like, so y'all paid the down payment? Oh, no. Nah, huh? Okay, cool. Yeah. But uh, That's when you see what's really going on. Yeah. Huh? I think a lot of people... Uh, I think it's more people interested in coming than we expected. Okay. Um, but you know, if they we, if we're gonna host something here after we get back, please do. Yeah, and um, they'll probably come to that. Um, but I wanted to stroll while I was uh at you know at my wedding. We're gonna stroll in somewhere in Memphis whenever I get back. So. Oh, that's gonna be nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Now let's jump into current events. All right, I'm down. Now, you know, we've been talking about politics already, but, you know, we didn't really go in on 45 yet. But, you know, I don't even know if that's what you want to do. I, here's the thing. What's the way? If what? we focus <laughs> on 45, then we're doing exactly what okay, we want us to okay. do. Okay, well, I was saying that to preempt this topic, the government shutdown. All Is right. that not 45 spearheading this shutdown? Yeah. And... I think the shutdown is trash. Um, uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not saying I agree with 45. I just feel I agree. It's trash. We, yeah, and and the. But here's what I have to take a step back and say. Mm-hmm. Um, he promised something to his constituents, and he's trying to deliver the wall. He promised it his whole campaign, so. He's trying to deliver it. I, I, yes, we we don't agree with it, and yes, we don't think he should be shutting down government, messing up people's pay, and things of that nature. However, on the other side of the aisle, they they impressed that this guy is doing whatever it takes to to deliver on promises that they made, and um, and I and and I just try to take a step back because we would do the same thing if. Mm-hmm. Obama said, "Whoever we support, you know, yeah. whoever, whatever." So you get it. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree. Right. And I think some of it could be childish or you know immature at times. But at the end of the day, 
if you promise something, at least you could do is fight for it. Whether you win or lose and whether we agree with it or not, I can see something up a silver lining in it, I guess. I guess, but I mean, like you said, childish and things of that nature. To me, you know, I think he acts like a big child that always wants this way. But he did come into it talking about this wall he wants, right? He said he wanted everything he's been saying he wanted, he's been fighting for. He been, you're right. And I'm not saying I agree with the things he wants because I don't agree with none of the stuff that he's been talking about he's wanting. But in a president, for anyone that I elect, I want them to fight for the things they promised me that they was going to bring. Um, and, you know, and I just think I I get it. Right. But yeah. I don't agree. And I don't think we should be in a shutdown right now. You know. You know, I, I know you got like that insider on, with the political, <laughs> uh, you know, circle. So how long do you think this shutdown going to be until he gets that money from no, Congress? He, no. Listen, he ain't they getting that money. He ain't getting that so money. That's what I'm saying. How long are we gonna play this game? It's already uh, calculated today the fourth longest shutdown so far. It could be the number one fooling with 45. Yeah, because he'll do it just to get right, that record. Because he like he'll, to play hard. Yeah, yeah, he'll do it just to do that. Um, I, I believe that he's gonna keep pushing until it start affecting his his base. Um. Right now, he's looked at the person that's fighting. But eventually, when it gets to that place where the Republican Party, uh, that outright community start being affected from the shutdown, and they start like, hey, you tripping, dog. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll, he'll fold. Um, I but, I right. mean, I at this sooner than later. Listen, what I've seen, what we've all seen over the past couple of years is, we don't know what's going to happen. So, I promise we don't. Man, everybody that says happen. something, every time somebody say this is going <laughs> to happen, it don't happen. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not here to predict the future, but I mm-hmm. think um, when those decisions start affecting the people in their camp, um, in their in their communities, they'll change. So give, yeah. them, give them some time. It, we don't like it, obviously. I'm ready for it to be over, but. Man, well, you know, 2020 around the corner, um, yeah. some people are saying Trump may be back, voted in office. I, I just, for the life of me, cannot see that happening. However, people are stepping forward now yeah. of saying yeah. that they're going to run, such as Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, yeah. Do you think she has a chance? Again, I believe over the past couple years um, with the 2016 election, um, the elections in 2018, um you can't rule anybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of Elizabeth Warren. She's a strong progressive candidate. She um, she's done some great work at her time in office. And I just think it's too early to 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 say mm-hmm. who has a chance and who don't. Um, again, the day of, we thought 90%. <laughs> Hillary Clinton was gonna we win. Thought, like wrong. we was chilling, you know. <laughs> we um, was at work look with the boo boo face the next day. <laughs> Everybody was on death watch. Um, but you know, I think even even locally, like the the percentage of David Lenore against Lee Harris, the mm-hmm. you know, even the governor's race, Randy Boyle was a front runner, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Bill Lee come out of nowhere, out like nowhere. We can't predict it, so yeah. I think it's gonna. I think the Democratic um, race will look similar to the Republican race mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning, um, as twenty sixteen did with a whole bunch of Democratic mm-hmm. challenges. Um, but there's yeah. no way we can predict the future on who's gonna be in the general. Ooh. But you know what? I am proud of the record number of females that yeah. have seats now. Yes. Like in all capacities, like the yeah. women are doing it. They showing out. They showing out. Uh, and I, and it's a good time for them. And I yes. think uh, what I like is people recognizing their time and maximizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and they deserve it. Like these women fought hard. They mm-hmm. knocked on doors, raised such crazy ton of money mm-hmm. and pushed issues that related to the communities and uh people wanted to see that change and um it was perfect timing mm-hmm. uh trump has 
definitely impacted uh, the thought process of a lot of residents throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 previous um, elected officials have as well, saying that the Republicans got held during the uh, health care issues. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and you know, it's it's great, and I'm and I'm proud of the women for stepping up and. Um, Finally, finally getting a seat at the table that they've finally, been huh? that one they deserve right, yeah. and, and two they have the the capabilities of con- leading. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a, a good shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do, and that's from a local level to a national level. Yes. Now, what if uh, 45 give Three eye communications a call. Talking about no some, way. Talking about some, I need your services, Mr. No, World. No, no. That don't compliment your brand. No, not at all. Um, okay. So we're definitely bipartisan as far as government work. Okay. We, we support government work and the public uh, support that they have to the community. Mm-hmm. Um when it comes to nonprofits, we don't, that's no partisanship there. We care about the work people doing in the communities. Mm-hmm. It, but political campaigns, we partisan as hell. So, <laughs> um, okay, I feel you. Yeah, so we 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 are definitely a progressive uh, mm-hmm. firm that cares about the people from a left leaning side when it comes to campaigns. I got and that's it, campaigns. Okay, Trump can't call. Don't call. Don't, don't call, call me. him, Trump. Don't call me. Now, look, I know you're a big music lover. Um, have you been seeing the pictures of Drake and Breezy hanging out? What they out? call like it, they all got, Breezy? Yeah. All Breezy? Yeah. They got something <laughs> cooking, right? Yeah, see, I'm... What you think about that? I'm going to be honest. Yeah. And I know people going to hate me. Why? But people that know me expect this answer. I don't like it one bit. Why? I don't really mess with Drake like that. Oh, you don't mess with Drake. Not it's not breezy. It's oh, Drake. No, I'm a breezy fan. Here's the thing. Like, Drake is the mo- one of the most talented hip hop artists um of ever, right? Mm-hmm. We're not gonna deny that of him. We're not gonna deny his contribution to hip hop culture, um, or his lyrics, you know? But you've done a lot of stuff over the years that I just be like, mm-mm. And then when you do it, I'm on, like, if you mess over Breezy, I'm like, that man was trash. Breezy, I'm with you. And then Breezy be like, oh, no, we cool now. We cool now. No, no, he did some shady like, no, stuff. Breezy, we still mad we at still him. We still mad at him. <laughs> nah, but uh, I think there's going to be some good music that come out. I, I listen to every Drake album. Sure. Um, He been lazy lately. Me personally, I think. To me, that picture, he looking bad on that picture. He not. Mm-mm. I don't know. That's I don't really pay attention. I'm not paying attention. I don't pay attention. That's not the breezy I like to look at. But breezy just put out a new song that sound like he got some. Uh, but he kind of slick, look like a little crackhead on that picture. He stressed out because y'all been y'all ain't letting him uh, glow up. Well. It, All I'm saying is glow up from the inside. He been not trying. From, from, don't need yes. us to glow up. They got to come public, internally. No public yes. perception. Public perception currently in the entertainment industry mm. is at an all-time high. Bow Wow can't live if his life depended on it because the shade room is gonna promote some negative about him every day. Well, they not every to week. Build up their confidence, huh? But that's how that's how the music is moving. You the. It's really hard for DJs to be the middleman when the public perception is what control the DJs now. Mm-hmm. So at this point, whatever public, whatever society say is hot, that's what hot. Mm-hmm. So if they still mad at Breezy for what he did to Rihanna 10, 15 years ago and they ain't letting off, regard, he could make the greatest song ever. But it's a rap because it's, his public perception think, is screwed. I think he got some redemption somewhat. It's just to me, he, he, he when he comes out like with a project, burly. look, a little, <laughs> a little redemption. I but, guess. But he can't stay afloat for some reason. I was like, I hold my because boy not on drugs. No. Like, why we can't focus, Chris? It ain't that. It's the industry. The industry has blackballed them. They blackballed them. They ain't let them go to no award shows. They ain't let them perform in no award shows. That was shows. right after the incident. He still can't go. He can't go. You still ain't seen him at a Grammys. Oh, maybe not Grammys. 
Nobody can, who, what stage you need to be on? He can go to the BET Awards go and to give the me FDA a good look. Give me a good routine at the BET uh, Awards. I'll let you do Soul Train too, listen, Chris. Listen, man. All I'm saying <laughs> is if at the end of the day, these labels are all about money. Always. And they been. don't want to mess up their perception and they don't want to mess up their dollar and they want to focus on a person that's people loving right now. Mm. Who would that be? As far as what? Like an artist that's hot right now that people loving. Cardi. Oh, definitely Cardi. They putting all their money in Cardi, Cardi right now. Cardi, Cardi can't do no wrong. No. You know, like Iggy. Mm-hmm. Iggy Azalea put out a hard little song recently. Did you see that background dancer uh, yeah, having yeah, a seizure? Oh, she, I she forgot was still pumping and grinding. Yeah. What, I, what I'm saying is like Iggy ain't getting no love and her music is good. But the people ain't rocking with it because it's Iggy. If Cardi would put the same song out, we rolling with y'all. Cardi, Cardi don't even write her music, and everybody like we don't care, you know. And that's Cardi cool. B. Hey, listen. Do you like Cardi B? I think that last album, al- that, that album, that debut album was great. To be a debut artist, to hit them type of numbers, to do that type of work, mm-hmm. um, you wrote it or not, who cares? Um, she delivered it. Yeah, but the question that as a Hip hop fan is, I start to question who is pushing this. You know, mm-hmm. like is she a pun? Because she was a actress. She was, you know, she was a really a, a, a social media star, right? And on when people saw that she had that type of uh, effect on people and that type of influence, did they put her in that space to do that and say, "Hey, look, you got the face." You got the edge. You 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 can vibe. We'll write the music for you. We don't matter. We gonna we gonna put the money up behind you and make you the competition oh, that whole to Nikki. Got behind. That's a, a thought. That's my conspiracy theory. That's, that's similar, possible. Yeah, cause similar to like the uh, what's the dude? The yeah, baby. Um. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, baby. What's that guy name? Sing some more. Uh. I ride with my baby. Bye-bye. Baby, baby, uh, uh-huh. Fatty Wap, Fatty Wap, Fatty Wap, Fatty Wap. I okay. feel like Fatty okay, Wap was yeah. a pun oh. because he had some hard little hits. That 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 album, he had six number ones that on that album. Was bumping, hidden, and and eventually this next yeah, album, and you realize he done put out him. two albums since then, and you didn't even know it. Mm-mm. Exactly. All they want to talk about is his baby mama's on love and hip hop. Right. So. It's like at certain point, I feel like a lot of these artists, the industry is putting them out there to compete against other artists, mm-hmm. um, and and treating artists like products, you know. They are, and and it shows, you know, mm-hmm. like the new culture, the heartbreak music, mm-hmm. the rap that's out right now. Like, okay, we got a oozy vert. Well, people like that. Let me give me a trippy red, mm-hmm. and let me get me a, a what's the juice world, and let me get. Mm-hmm. And not saying these artists aren't talented, but you start seeing the same same yeah. thing, uh, different labels mm-hmm. trying to keep up with the trends. I wonder how long this is gonna go on though, music oh, wise. That that heartbreak hip hop music. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's been here longer than we be we try we to. Would, we we would have thought, right? Yeah, because Kanye did that eight oh eight and heartbreak, mm-hmm. and he didn't rap one lyric on that song. It was all crying. Yeah, and. Nobody said nothing about no. that. <laughs> now, now Uzi Vert pushing his friends off the ledge. Now we got a problem. Now we like, got a problem. Oh man! Now, did you hear about R. Kelly? Um, they're having a starting tonight. Actually, yeah. a six part docu series discussing the alleged misdeeds he's done. And it's like family members, like his brother, gonna be on there telling the truth or the alleged truths about what's really going down. Are you an R. Kelly fan? First of all, nah. Were uh, you, and then you're not. I I recognize his contribution to R and B. I recognize what he's done. I, he's still gonna get the King title. Yeah, but I can't rock with him. Um, because because not the fact of the things he did, but he ain't grown. If he wasn't, if he didn't do it, he hasn't shown growth mm-hmm. from that time to say, all right, I didn't do this. And I'm gonna do this and instead give back to these causes or put out music that's a look this type of way that sh- to, they're not that that doesn't uh, continue that culture even if he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I don't know if he did or not. That's not my place to say. But I just know from the growth and the things that you continuously putting yourself in, I can't rock with that, you know. Um, So I don't rock with him. Um, But a bigger concern for me is not a bigger. Let me not play what's bigger, you know. I I know how public <laughs> to get, man. Um, but what another concern that I see is the lifetime section that mm-hmm. people I don't think people are really talking about is like lifetime finna make a buku amount of money off this. And if y'all ain't giving that money to any all of that money to charities or sexual abuse charities or any of the type of or the family that that's affected then y'all ain't no better than the person because y'all making y'all making money off of issues that really affects people. So right y'all 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 with pimping it, pimping R. Kelly, mm-hmm. which aids R. Kelly to do that stuff, like or people in their community or people to do certain things because they get famous off doing stupid stuff because y'all ate it. And I don't think nobody's talking about that situation. So I ain't rocking with Lifetime neither, mm-hmm. uh, unless they. All of the proceeds from the viewership of this show is going to domestic violence. And I seriously doubt it. And I doubt it. So, (laughs) no, I can't rock with none of it. You know? Wow. Well, you know what, Mr. Worlds? I have enjoyed you. I want to get you back in the studio. I want to hear some production. What's your production sounding like these days? It ain't as good as uh, back in the day. I can tell you that. It might be better. I'm rusty. And, uh. And the music has changed too. Um, the sound has changed. A lot of the music out now don't even have melodies. It's just the drum pattern and one sound to, to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing music when you had to have a bunch of sounds. Mm-hmm. Like I was com- trying to be the next Timbaland and Put Danger all of those Hands. Elements in there. Yeah, and now you just a drum kit and a bell and you're good oh, to go man. and I'm like how am I compete <laughs> you know so but I'm I, I love to come back and talk music we could do this all day okay. politics I, I'm all over the place and I and I enjoyed it I have really enjoyed you Same and here. I wish nothing but the best for your company 3i creative communication see how good yeah. I yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 radio or the video don't know you uh real webby webby on the names man but I got it right now now tell everybody how they can get in touch with your whole empire you got going on yeah yeah um if you're um looking for someone to um, help with your communication needs um if you're a nonprofit or political campaign government agency or institution um. Definitely reach out to weare3i.com. That's we are number three letter i.com. Um, and my team of creative sidekicks would love to support. Um, and if you're interested in improving your your success rate and your goals this year, definitely stop by kennethworldsjr.com and pick up the free uh, 2019 success plan. Um, sign up. You're going to get emails throughout the year, reminders throughout the year, um, resources to help you make sure you implement the strongest goals and holding yourself accountable. And we, we're doing this together. Um, success waiting on us. So that's that's about it for me. There we go, Kenneth Wolf. Thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest for Thank episode you. 50, kicking off 2019 on the Verbally Effective Pod.